Hello. Welcome to our second episode of being back on the horse here in our summer season. Just like we talked about on Tuesday, and remember we're on a Tuesday-Thursday schedule for summer here, for our summer season of pods. I'm going to be still recapping some of the stories that I missed upon when I was on my brief sabbatical. Uh, I'm going to be bringing those up to speed, updating those in real time. So for example, we're going to be leading off with, I talked about how we got new election maps over the last couple of months. We thought we had congressional districts back in January, but they were ruled to be too gerrymandered against the Republican Party. So now we have new maps. Today, I'm going to actually run, uh, dive into who's running to represent our Syracuse Utica corridor uh, in this November to be our new representative. Because as I mentioned, our current representatives or who could have run Representative Katko is not running for any district and Representative Tenney is running for New York 24, not New York 22, our district. And then going to touch upon and update some things I haven't been able to do in a while, like the CNY, CNY stock group, how they're doing. And then we're going to end because uh, this is the last pod before the weekend, some fun Friday topics. So again, going to lead off with who is running to represent us. At last check, the people running on the Democratic primary, which these primaries haven't happened yet, I believe they were pushed back because of the new maps uh, that were you know released so late. I think the primaries were supposed to happen in June, and now the primaries are going to be in August, August 23rd, I believe. So the Democrats running are Francis Canole, Sarah Clee Hood, Joel Majok, Michaela Ridley, and Sam Roberts, and the Republicans running are Stephen Wells and Brandon Williams. This is all according to Ballotpedia and also to a Syracuse.com article. So I'll dive in a little bit to each, just want to give every candidate uh, this basically what's their snippet on Ballotpedia, just so if you haven't been paying attention to the race at all, like I haven't really, honestly, until I did some you know research for this, just to get a little you know of an idea of who is running present us and then at the end I'll give some general analysis of who I think not specifics but just the template of what it takes to be a successful candidate in our district based off the past and based who I think uh, really you know represents our area our communities so we'll start off with Francis Canole uh, some of the highlights from him he graduated from the U.S. Naval Academy he was a senior intelligence officer in the Navy and a policy advisor at the Pentagon so military background, Sarah Clee Hood, I believe also has a military background. She uh, has experience serving in the Air Force. So our first two Democratic candidates are veterans. Chol Majok, um, I don't think they don't even have a picture up and no no general information. So I apologize to Chol Majok, um, but hopefully in a, in a next week's episode, as we get closer, I can supplement that. With more information, I apologize. Michaela Ridley was born in Seattle, Washington, received a bachelor's degree from BU, Boston University, and has professional experience, including being an admissions counselor at Binghamton University, worked for a nonprofit. This is exact, uh, said directly from uh, Ballotpedia, so credit to them and thank you for providing this, this helpful you know, starter info. Of course, again, just giving some background info, introducing to them in later weeks, we will be diving into you know, some of the policy differences, some of the style differences between the candidates. But for now, I just kind of wanted to introduce who they are, and we'll dive into that as we get closer to the primary. Uh, so now the final Dem candidate, Sam Roberts, uh, earned an associate's degree from Onondaga Community College, B 
BA from Empire State College and a certificate in labor studies from Cornell. Professional experience includes working for General Motors as a journeyman tool and die maker for 30 years. Uh, so that's, that's awesome. That wraps up our Democratic candidates. So again, that's Francis Canole, Sarah Clee Hood, two veterans, Joel Majok, apologize, nothing on Palapedia, so I couldn't give to, uh, any background info. Michaela Ridley worked as an admissions counselor for, uh, for Binghamton and for a nonprofit. And Sam Roberts has a history of working for General Motors as a journeyman tool and die maker. Now heading to the Republican side, only two people running. Stephen Wells is, so they don't have any information for him here, but I can actually supplement this to, I believe if I'm correct, he actually ran against in the primary Claudia Tenney, the, not the first time she ran, but well, the first time she won, uh, she was primaried by Stephen Wells. And I think if I remember correctly, it's a pretty close race. I think a lot of the local county Republican chairs and groups, or at least Anetta counties, I believe, endorsed Stephen Wells. Eventually, as we all know, in the end, Claudia Tenney won that primary and won the election before losing to Anthony Brindisi and then winning it back in 2020. So Stephen Wells, I think it, uh, last I remember or when that election season, he was a businessman from Madison County. I think I had read in the Syracuse.com article. That's why he is running in the new map. Madison County is included in New York 22. The other Republican running is Brandon Williams. Served in the U.S. Navy from 1996, earned a bachelor's degree from Pepperdine. Fun fact, I think that's actually where, if you ever watch Zoe 101, if you're that age demographic that watched that in Nickelodeon, that's that beautiful high school that they were at. Uh, that was filmed on Pepperdine's campus. And he's a graduate degree from Wharton School, uh, which is a business school at UPenn in 98. His career experience includes being a business owner. So you can uh, see that he also has a business background on the Republican side, which is pretty par for the course for uh, usually Republicans running if they, if they have that business background. So those who's running to represent us, like I said, those primaries will be on August 23rd. And in a later date, I'll dive deeper into their policy differences. Now I'm going to talk a little bit about what, again, not trying to pick out a specific candidate. I don't know quite enough about all of them. Again, no, a little bit about more than others. And I'll know just honestly the background, but I think I, I in an earlier part, we thought we had the maps. I talked about this, who I think would be successful in this district. So not who I personally think, but has been, is generally a moderate. Talked about this, talked about this on Tuesday's pod. Um, John Kekka was a moderate Republican. Uh, I think Tenney has been more conservative than what we usually have, more on one side of the aisle. But before her, we had Anthony Brindisi, who was known as a blue dog Dem, middle of the road Dem. Um, we had Representative Hanna, who was known as a moderate Republican. And for years, we had Sherrod Bowler, who was known as a moderate Republican. So I think we're looking for a moderate to represent our district. While we do have blue centers and our, our city centers of Utica and Syracuse, our counties are, are big and often involve a lot of suburbs and eventually rural areas. So you have to have someone who can balance that. That's why I do think and it actually does match here as for Democrats, usually to get that, a lot of them uh, try to get that, you know, I don't know what the right word is. Maybe it's like real world experience. I don't want to say that, but kind of, you know, 
if you're a veteran that helps establish you as potentially a moderate if you are already in a position of government whether at the local level or you know a, a district attorney or a county executive so again not like real world experience that's not the right term but something that just immediately jumps off the page is like oh they've done xyz i think that's usually what democrats have tried to point to in our area on the republican side usually tried to show that either so Kekla was a former prosecutor so again kind of fits that mold too someone who's a assistant u.s attorney or in business uh you're willing to help develop the economics of our area so again not saying I, some of these candidates do match some of that and they might do better than others uh don't know that for sure it's purely off of background so once we get some policy uh, once we get some some more information on them, we can definitely dive more into who I think may actually fit that mold and make a prediction on who will be the winners of these primaries. Um, but again, just to recap, it's Francis Canole, Sarah Clee Hood, Joel Majok, Michaela Ridley, Sam Roberts on the Democratic side, and Stephen Wells and Brandon Williams. And then in terms of analysis, I think in this area, we look for moderates, we look for people who have had recognizable experience, I think that's a better word. Uh, whether that's, you know, being a veteran or being already having served in some type of public capacity or being a, a, a well-known public facing business man or, or woman. All right. So let's dive now into some of our quote unquote more fun Friday topics. We'll start off with uh, stocks. So CMY stock group, kind of something fun that we started to track back in February. And despite the market going, if uh, you probably know all too well already, uh, we are in a technically a, a bear market, which means since its peak, uh, the, the stock market's dropped 20%. Uh, so pretty bad if you have stocks or you know anything related to it. I obviously pair that with inflation. Obviously, I don't have to tell you the economy is not in the greatest shape, at least in some areas. It's a very confusing time. Wages are still going up. Um, this isn't going to be an economics podcast. It's way above my my understanding. I try to learn as much as possible, but don't have enough time for that. Um, but needs to say, our CNY stock group is only down 2.7% since we started tracking back in February. It's pretty much flat. It's not bad, especially compared to the rest of the market. Uh, some of our, I think our, our biggest ones, it, just to remind you, in this grouping is Paychex, NBT Bank Corp, Lockheed Martin, Anheuser-Busch, ConMed, Community Bank System, Constellation Brands, Carol's Restaurant Group, and Partech. Um, and then we pick these, either they have headquarters or major operations in the CNY corridor, or I think we went even beyond, uh, maybe included a Rochester one or one, uh, you know, in, in the Southern tier. So, that's our stock update. Hadn't done that in a while. We'll keep monitoring that and we'll update you in the next couple of weeks. Now to the truly fun, fun Friday topics, quote unquote. I guess I'm going to have to start calling them weekend topics since no longer a, a Friday podcast, but a Thursday one before our weekends. Going to be doing two rankings today. So I'm heading out to a wedding in Detroit this weekend. Pretty pumped. Congratulations to my good friend Dan Rabia on getting married. Um, if there's, we don't know if it's a DJ or live music. Either one, I think you can request songs, but much easier for a DJ, right? So we are, I'm going to rank, and actually, this is going to be a ranking. 
I'm just going to tell you straight up, a little peek behind the curtains. If I am allowed to request songs, here are some songs that I am going to be requesting. Songs such as Accidentally in Love by Counting Crows, Coney Island by Taylor Swift, Gateway Love by Thomas Rhett, Big Girls Don't Cry by Fergie, Brutal by Olivia Rodrigo, Champagne Problems by Taylor Swift again, you can tell I'm a big Taylor Swift uh, fan, Sam, This City by Sam Fisher, Last Great American Dynasty by Taylor Swift, The One by Taylor Swift, you're getting a trend here of that, if I get let me get my hands on that jukebox. Mm, there's going to be some Taylor Swift flowing. Some other songs I might, might consider. Let me, uh, I had made a list here. So just give me one quick moment. Yeah. So maybe, uh, hmm, maybe a little Strip That Down featuring Quavo from Lee and Payne. You know, I feel like it's a little like dance song. Maybe Chicken Fried by the Zac Brown Band. So yeah, that's the that's the grouping of songs. If if you happen to be there by any chance, uh, that's what I'll be trying to play for for us. Uh, and if not, I'll I'll come back on Tuesday and I'll let you know if I was able to play any of these songs, and if I was, which ones. All right, so our final ranking going to be ranking road snack candies. This actually came up because today we had a heated dispute within our friend group. Um, so I am going to take my bully pulpit, my platform here to you, to propagandize for the candies I believe in that I think are worth it. So we're going to start off with number six, honorable mention. Fruit Gusher came out with like a new mixed berry, uh, combo mix. Excellent. Usually you can only get Fruit Gushers in, in grocery stores and they come in little packs. Always loved that then, but it was great to walk into I was at an airport, um, you know, like gift shop and to see that you could buy like any other candy, like bulk, um, like I had to go back instead of having to buy like bulk in the grocery store. I only have it as honorable mention at six because it's new. I want to make sure it becomes established. It was awesome to see, but I don't want to give something that might be gone and, you know, after summer, a spot in these rankings. All right. Number five, I'm going to give Cosmic Brownies, which took a lot of criticism in our argument today. Cosmic brownies are great. I know they're kind of old school and like a brownie's not exactly a snack, but they sell them individually. I know them for sure because I get, pick them up at Burn Dairy. Uh, that's the thing. I know they sell them a lot in boxes. That doesn't really, you got to be able to get something, you know, you stop at a gas station store, you could pick it up on a road trip. So cosmic brownies, the only bad thing, ton of freaking calories in those things, man, like 500 calories, but they're delicious. Little candies on top. Mm, so good. All right. The only reason they're lower is because it's not a traditional candy. I get it, but delicious and deserve to be on this list. Number four, I'm going to have Mike and Ike's. Another thing that took heavy, heavy criticism. I love them. They are sweet. You can pour them out into your hand. Someone tried, and Starburst isn't going to be on this list. Someone tried to say Starburst. If you're talking about the individual, it's a road trip, man. I'm driving. I'm just trying to grab my hand to a bag. I don't have time to unwrap these i'm trying to be a safe driver i'm just you know trying to have a conversation i'm trying to wrap these individually throw litter all over my car so starburst not on the list mike and ike's for sure delicious especially if you dive into some of the different mixes the berry mixes some really good stuff you get into there so that's four three i'm gonna have m&ms classic not much to say perfect kind of you know pour them if you tear it just right on the bag pour it into your hand keep on going 
get the big bags. Again, one of those you can just dip your hand in and get some good chocolate flavor. Number two, Arnold Palmer fruit snacks. They would have been in the same conversation as the fruit gusher mix, but I think they've been around long enough. Uh, they're fairly new. Arnold Palmer flavored fruit snacks. I'm going to put them officially on the list. I love them. I think they've mastered. The important thing to having a good gummy is texture. Because some of them are too chewy. Some of them are too soft. Some of them are too hard. They really master the texture. And it's just a great flavor. It's, it's the kind of sweetness that I like. I know others like maybe some sweet and sour or some less sweet, some more sweet. But Arnold Palmer fruit snacks get number two. And then number one is... Reese's and specifically the Reese's that you can share like the the miniature Reese's the one where it's just like a bag of M&M's right you can tear up from the top and you don't have to do the individual wrapping like we said earlier in the list individual wrapping get you knocked off it we're on a road trip here don't have time for that we're a safe safe drivers here safe safe passengers and respectful litterers of the car ninth tie litterers of the car so Love the Reese's that you can kind of dip your hand in. It's a great chocolatey flavor. If I was to go on a road trip, you got to, and you had to pick two, only two or three of these, you got to pick one chocolate and one, you know, kind of the chewier gummy version. So for me, obviously, I'd do the M and, or I'm sorry, the Reese's and the Arnold Palmer fruit snacks. Um, if I had, could it only be limited to two while traveling. Thank you so much for joining us on these Thursday. I apologize for going a little longer than usual, but the Tuesdays and Thursdays, they're only going twice. They're going to be a tad longer than our our episodes used to be since they were three times a week. Again, we'll be diving back into the candidates for the New York 22 in the near future, and we'll be updating you on how the stock market's doing in a few weeks as it has more time to go up and down our CNY stocks, that is our CNY stock grouping. And then, like I said, if I'm able to request some of those songs at the wedding, I will let you know which ones and and how it went. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful weekend. We've had some, I know it was cold last weekend. We had a really good stretch of weather. I think it's supposed to storm tomorrow. So hopefully not. Hopefully we keep this stretch going. Hope you're having a wonderful summer. Only a couple weeks out from 4th of July. Um, But until then, have a great, safe weekend.